for a wedding? You know, I'm, I was, they, they used to call me ready for wedding Dan in high school. No, no, they did not. Did they? <laughs> it was a weird nickname and it didn't make any sense. Like, Hey, I was ready for wedding Dan. I'm just kidding. Absolutely. That's a ridiculous nickname, but the answer is yes, I am ready. Because if they did call you that, would they have called you that because you're always ready to like attend weddings because you're right, always or almost on, almost on the brink of, of getting proposing. married? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, I don't know. We could we could invent a profile for this ready for wedding Dan if we want. <laughs> we could just move <laughs> on from my ridiculous point. You know, it actually it wasn't ready for wedding Dan. I'm remembering now was not actually my high school nickname. It, it's my it's my spiritual my Native American spiritual name. Did, he who he who's ready for wedding. He who is ready for weddings. He who now, dances did you have, at weddings. He who dances you have at weddings. Nickname? Now that actually is my name. I do bring the dance flavor. I think mm. you've seen that he who dances yeah you do bring the flavor it is magical mystical uh it is an experience for anyone that has not seen it that you just you you can't even imagine it to be honest it's so overwhelming it takes you back like you you start to walk out onto the dance floor and then danny's there and then you literally have to step back because you can't do it there's no there's no i mean it's like uh when Uma Thurman and John uh, Travolta are going at it in uh, Pulp Fiction and just like the whole floor, like, it's just like there's nothing else you can possibly focus on, right? That's that's me on the dance floor and not necessarily in a good way. It's like, is this about to be a total train wreck or is this guy going to have some moves? And I keep you guessing the whole time. <laughs> that means you're doing it right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Well, it's early. Good morning. Yeah, good morning for me, good afternoon for you. So given that I probably don't have much to tell you yet, besides that I tweeted early in the AM this morning about our recording, you have much more likely to tell me given that it's about about 4.30 p.m. in Madrid, where you are. Yeah, España. You know, I'm back in the España, and uh, and it's great. I, I'm honestly, I'm falling more and more in love with this country I, I came to Spain many moons ago, so many probably moons. about 12,000 12, moons ago. No, okay. 1,200. Yeah. 12,000, that's a lot. Yeah, 12,000 would be a lot. I mean, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I haven't done my moon math in a while, but that, that sounds like it might be an exaggeration. So maybe minus one zero. So t- about 1,200 moons ago, I came to Barcelona. And, and recently, H. Diggity and I came to Valencia, where she studied abroad. And that's great because she speaks Spanish. We make the joke that... Heather and I uh, travel to Spanish-speaking countries every April, and only half of our party can speak Spanish, because we went to Costa Rica, then we went to Cuba, and then we went to Valencia. And that was great, and now I'm in Madrid, just for a few days, I leave tomorrow for Sweden, but the people here, in in all of Spain, everywhere I've gone, are so warm and welcoming. Uh, I gave a great presentation uh, just recently, and it was really cool because it was in this big theater, so this huge, you know, movie projector screen, and all my code's huge, and I'm up there. It was really, really professional, and just so much Twitter activity, and people are coming up, and just like, there's just, everyone's so nice. I'm just, I, and I, I don't speak any Spanish, very, very paquito, very small amount yeah. of uh, España. Un paquito. Habla español, un poquito. Yep, I'm with you. Yep. 
Yeah, and that's you know that's what I used to. It's all I knew even when I lived in Phoenix because I would say no hablo español because a lot oh, some people in in Phoenix as you know only speak Spanish. So I had to say no hablo español, which is ironic because I'm speaking Spanish that I can't speak Spanish. No, I know, I did. I've been there. That's here in in Spain. I was talking to Heather. We were texting, and I, sp- I say a few words here and there, and I, and I try to just a little bit, and then immediately I fall over and I can't say anything, and then they're like, yeah, you're an American. Yeah, but they're just nice about it, and they're okay. And even if I try a little bit, they're just they really—I like think they're—they're they're nice. I, th- I think it's the same for us in the states. I mean, if, if someone doesn't speak English and they try to speak English, we'll, we'll fight. We'll fight through it. We'll get through it together. I think as long as you're trying, right. I, I'm cool. Yep. No, I mean uh, the uh, Shauna has a similar. Shauna used to be much closer to fluent, and she actually spent a couple summers in Mexico um, when she was going to uh, ASU and. So, but how how fluent uh, in Espanol is is H H Diggity? Well, you know, H uh, Town is a developer now, but she was a Spanish major, so she has a bachelor in Spanish and math and mathematics. Wait, she so she's has a, a double she has major. a bachelor, or a, like does she have a bachelor on the side? Is that what you're? So du- she's she's on- a- no, she's a double. How did they say? She's a double <laughs> double major, so she has a bachelor of. Spanish, I think, uh, and then Bachelor, bachelor of, of Science. Spanish. Is his is his name Pablo? No, uh, that's what do they what do they, what do they call that thing? If she, she, <laughs> she's no. she's way smarter than me. She speaks eighteen different languages. No, she speaks. She's extremely fluent. Uh, Dude, you you I, and I you and I both married up. There's no, or uh, I know you're oh. not married yet, but uh, we're soon. both soon soon. I hope so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're they're, uh, they're both out of our league, and I'm happy happy to admit that. Yeah, so. I'm. Yeah, I'm I'm happy. I'm 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 ecstatic about it. Every time I, I turned to Heather, I was like, I don't know how this happened, but I'm super happy. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how you feel, but I feel great. And no, I, she. Yeah. It's great because even when in Valencia or Valencia, as they would say, and uh, she was actually meeting up with some of her friends, and uh, her friend's husband. They were both from Valencia. Valencia, and uh, he only spoke Spanish. But I was like, "Yeah, you can speak Spanish. Just go for it." And once she gets into it, it it's just it's just coming all yeah. back to her. So I really, right. I was telling a lot of the people here, I'm like, I really, 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 really want to learn Spanish because I think it is so beneficial. If you go into a lot of places in the U.S., but there's so many Spanish-speaking countries. Not that it's the international business language, but at the same time, I just think it would be really nice if I could come out on stage. In and I've, I've spoken at quite a few different Spanish-speaking countries and just say a few sentences a little bit you know or if i could do the whole thing in spanish like that would be amazing i mean i think they would go head over heels just like the same when someone from another country comes over and they is full english it's like perfect you know And, and a lot of times you know, I think it'll be the same. Like I will be a little bit embarrassed, just like Heather, because she's out of you know out of it. If I speak it at home and I start learning it, then she'll yep. get back into it. And I would love to have a kid that spoke multiple languages. Her, this is the story. Oh my goodness, we were in Valencia, and her friend had a daughter who was three, the, okay. just an adorable girl. I mean, right. super cute and cutie pie, s- cutie pie, but so smart. She spoke. At three years old, spoke both English and Spanish, fluent, and had conversations with both of us. And she could jump back and forth. It was mind boggling. Like I was like, "Oh my, who is this child?" And, and so, but, what is their what is their household situation? Both parents are bilingual, or what's what's the? Or they're just going out of their way to make sure they establish that. 
So one parent's bilingual, one parent only speaks Spanish. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so they're going out of their way though, because they know the importance of English itself. I think that they, they sent her to, uh, an English, uh, you know, during the, I think actually at least whatever school they go to, they're just a little bit North of Valencia. Like one of their classes is English. Like, so they're teaching them English wow. that young, like, cause you can, they can go to like pre 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 kindergarten or something. I don't know. It's, it's amazing right. here. Well, obviously, given that they're, I mean, they're in a, a Spanish, uh, you know, predominantly Spanish speaking country, you would really need to have, I think, multiple avenues, like the fact that I'm assuming Heather's friend is the bilingual one. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but um, and then they have an English school. I think you would really need that because, uh, you know, she's obviously going to be speaking Spanish probably with most of her peers, right, at a young age and then with her dad. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, we've had... Sean and I've talked a lot about that. I mean, wanting to get a language in the household that we that we did together. I think Spanish is the obvious choice, and and you know, from a global perspective, and Shauna speaks Spanish. We've also talked about doing, you know, diving back into my Russian roots because I still speak. I can still read uh, in Russian if you just give me a second to kind of like jog, you know, jog my memory. Um, and uh, when I was in Russia for the summer, that I was when I was fifteen. Um, which led to led to some storytelling in our last episode. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, I was I was you know I I don't want to say I was fluent, but I was just totally holding my own by the end. Um, and um, unfortunately, I've never been in an environment like that you know since. And so, you know, speaking uh, some terminology, you know, having some terminology and talking about movements and pieces in Russian, which is something I do sometimes on my shows, especially if you know Uncle Sasha. My uh, my Russian alter ego is is joining the show, um, but I really would love to do that. And I know Russian isn't necessarily Spanish, at least not the first thing you think of. But I think that would be also kind of cool, you know, to have a language like that. I think it'd be crazy just if I go over your house and just everyone in the household is speaking Spanish, yeah. is speaking Russian. I'm like, what is going? On? Now, did right. you take did you take Russian speaking classes? Yeah, I before did. Before, okay, and then you got immersed. Yeah, I, I full, took some fully courses, immersed. Um, yeah, well, I, I, I was self-taught there for a while and just because I was preparing as early as like probably September, October, the year before, I kind of knew I was going to do this because Dvoretsky had visited um, the States and I had, you know, we had developed a relationship and we had talked about the opportunity. I knew there were some norm tournaments. And so I was already kind of like mentally like, you know what, like I need to do this. Like I want to, you know, be world chess champion. I need to go to Russia and just study and just throw myself into the culture that is the former Soviet Union, you know? Um, so I started teaching myself Russian, self-taught for a while, had some audio tapes, and then I told you the the old kind of buddy, not so creepy Alan, that's what we'll call him, not so creepy Alan. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the guy, he was uh, the old older gentleman who chaperoned me. Um, he, I'll say this, I can't even say everything that he did because he told me over our hangout session, but he worked for the U.S. government, specifically the CIA, while the when the wall was still up. He oh. lived in Russia working for the government. Now, he says like most of his duties are were basically translation based, acting, you know, on, you know, on behalf of a lot of different negotiations and things that happen. But Alan has been involved. He was involved in some stuff. Right. So he, um, so he, he totally fluent in Russian, like could never lose it. And so he also helped, helped teach me. And I I took some classes at, um, I think it was Scottsdale community college. Um, yeah, the one right off, uh, uh, 
Scottsdale Road. <laughs> Scottsdale Road. Um, yeah, probably. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, uh, or, yeah. Uh, no, I'm trying to think of the freeway. It's with the C, C H, uh, sh- uh, not Chaparral. Not Chaparral. The, the um, exit. I pa- pass it all the time on the 101. Uh, yeah, I haven't lived there in seven years. So, um, jeez. Um, I'll find. I know what you're right talking now. about. Off the B line? No, it's past the B line. B line's north. Um, yeah, I'm I know you're talking about. That's interesting. Is is right there in? Now. Okay, Chaper- it is Chaparral. It is oh, it is Chaparral. Yeah, oh, I Chaparral. don't know where that's at. Yeah, just Chaparral. It's right. uh, anyway. So, um, nobody cares. That's what happened. No one, no one cares. But I had <laughs> no to use my mind. So there it's, you go. But it's so, important. Yeah, um, yeah. And that was as close as I ever, I ever came to being multilingual. Like I said, Shauna, um, Shauna was uh, was was there for a while, and still feels pretty confident. You know who's multi bilingual, and you wouldn't even know it, but is amazing. And and something went down at our chess.com meetup this year that blew my mind because my my CEO and uh, brother from another mother, Eric, he is just, he's so, he's so fluent in Spanish that one of our teammates was getting married and Eric delivered the entire, he, he married them. They wanted Eric to marry them. Mm-hmm. And and his, uh, Matias's fiance, wife, um, only, only speaks Spanish. So he did an entire like 20 minute ceremony in both English and Spanish. That's like amazing. he would say English and then say it in Spanish. And then he was having conversations with like the, it was amazing. And I didn't know that he was that, um, that he was that fluent, but it was, that was really cool actually. So that was just a fun little, fun little behind the scenes thing that went down at last year's chess.com meetup. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, it blows my so. mind. I always wish that. So like when I was going to school, we had the option between taking French and Spanish and my sister had taken French. So I go, I'll take French because my big sis, she took French, you know, yep. and I took French for four years. I don't remember hardly. I don't remember any of it. When I was in France, I could kind of get by a little bit just by remembering right. a few words here and there. But I didn't know any. I still don't remember anything. In four years, I just kind of hated it. But I, I, it made it didn't. I didn't know I was in Ohio. Right. It's just like everyone speaks English. It doesn't matter what right. you do. And then yeah. they're like, well, you're close to Canada. Like, oh, great. Awesome. And yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah so I, I regret. So then I left and I go to Phoenix, you know, for school. And of course, you know, half of Phoenix speaks Spanish. So uh, I wish I would have took Spanish because I think it would have it would have been easier to, to jump back into to learn. But now I'm like learning from scratch. So uh, it's, yeah. it's a shame. But yeah, I, I do want to learn it because I think it would be really cool what i'm gonna do i already know like how i'm like i'm gonna propose i'm gonna propose to heather in spanish like that's my plan so i need to get my oh, butt yeah? in order yeah I just thought that's that would like be someone cool. learning how to play the piano just for a like a single occasion you know yeah yeah no that's but what i'm gonna it. do i might have to write it down because it you know it's gonna happen yeah. relatively soon so well, thank god I she mean, doesn't listen to the podcast otherwise spoiler alert you know, right, spoiler, yeah, spoiler alert. She doesn't also spoiler alert. She doesn't my wife to doesn't podcast. listen to the podcast either. I can say whatever I want. Yeah, I was just talking to I was talking to Alex. I, I got caught up on her podcast, Trinspo, which is this travel inspiration podcast. And okay. some of the stories that people tell are like absolutely spectacular. And I've been I've been listening and she's like, oh, you know, you haven't listened to any, a lot of my podcasts. I was like, I listen to like the first four and I have like four or five queued up. I'm like, I, I queue up a bunch and I listen to them. I just listen to all of them now. And uh, and she's like, she's like, oh, that's okay. I don't listen to yours either. And I go, oh, okay. I see. <laughs> and you're like, all right. Well, thanks for delivering that news. You know, yeah, it's thanks. like uh, you can't you can't be mad at me. Uh, but uh, it's I love the thing you just. I I can only hope that uh, the uh, the assistant named Simon. Did we? What was the official nickname we gave Simon? Who's now been hired and um, works alongside me every day. Love you, Simon. Love you, um, Simon. 
But I love how you just said, like, yeah, like, Canada's to the north and, you know, French, whatever, because he he's French-Canadian and, and speaks oh, yeah. both fluently. So the fact that you're, like, yeah, like, dismissing it, I just hope he's listening. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, but it's funny. We, we deal with a lot of these... So we're, as we're as we're doing all this streaming stuff on chess.com and helping different, you know, chess grandmasters build brands for themselves on the web, which is about much more than them. I mean, ultimately, like chess.com's goals are about more than just whether we connect with a grandmaster and help them get a Twitch channel going where, you know, maybe they can, you know, create a, a source of, you know, revenue for themselves and and uh, who knows what comes from it. And, and it's a lot of fun to stream while you play chess. But it's we're building like brands for people, helping them manage their social network and teaching them, you know, kind of how to how they want to present themselves and what the ultimate goals are. And we're, we deal with a lot of um, a, a lot of the chess community is bilingual, just because especially for the, the talented chess players who started traveling at a really young age or they're from, you know, sort of melting pots of, of uh, different parts of the world. You know, so you have guys like like Krikor who speaks, uh, you know, Portuguese and English and Germany and German. Sorry, not Germany. Uh, yeah, he speaks. He speaks Germany. Um, and then you have, you know, we have Kostinyuk and she does she does Russian and uh, and English. And now we have Ruslan Ponomaryev, former FIDE world champion, doing stuff. And he streams. He can do Spanish, English, Russian, Ukrainian. And so we're the people are always asking, like, what should I do on my channel? Like even Jan Ludwig Hammer, who's one of the top Norwegian, he is the top Norwegian chess player in the world who's not named Carl, you know, um, yeah, besides our boy Carl. So, so we basically have encouraged them, like, just do your thing, like let people know whether it's an English stream or a Norwegian stream and then just be yourself and like really trying to build like the personality of who the person is rather than like content that is, that is sort of married to a specific language. And I think, I think people really like it. I think it's fun. Um, so we're, we're dealing with this all the time. Is there a international chess language though? Like that, is it, is it, is it English or is it something else? Well, no, but that's the thing. Like, I mean, right now, if you go to chess.com, you'll see Creek or the Kraken is, uh, is streaming and this is his, this is his English show. He calls it Creek or the Kraken and he's a grandmaster and Creek or is awesome. Just huge personality. We love him. He's basically, you know, become in many ways kind of the face of Portuguese content on chess.com, just partly because, you know, he was kind of the first one to get there and he's and he's just been super active for us. So um so right now he's streaming English, but if you subscribe to Creekor's channel on Twitch, you'll see that he does probably probably 70-30, mostly Portuguese shows. Um and so the, but that's a super great point you ask because, of course, it's an international language. You could go to Krikor's channel and watch him while he's streaming in Portuguese, and guess what? You're reading the board. I mean, whether you understand what he's saying or not, you can see when he wins a queen. You can see when he delivers checkmate. So that part of it is actually really cool. I mean, no, seriously, I, we've had we've had a lot of analytics that tell us that there are a lot of people watching streams, whether they're in their language or not. Yeah, when so, I watch um, when I watch soccer or football, as you may know. I almost prefer Foot, to watch football, it if you say football. it that way. It's football or football. Or I, I I almost prefer to watch it in Spanish. To be honest with Is you, because the guy goes go right. That's true. Yeah, it's yeah. but you know it's they're much more passionate about it. So you you can look at the soccer field and know what's going on because they're kicking a ball and right. the colors like a chess very board. clearly. You can look at a chessboard yeah. and know what's going on. Yeah. 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 This makes sense. And I think it's for me, it's a little bit on the flip side, though, because you can 
now when you write code, you probably write most things in English, but I don't, when you were in Romania, when I was living in Romania, they, all of the code was written in English. So your variable names, like if it was first name, last name, they would write first name, last name. They wouldn't use the Romanian version of it. They might write comments in Romania, Romanian, but, uh, but kind of the code is written very in English is how it is. And from my understanding, people can correct me if I'm wrong, if they're listening and they're like, I write code in, in, in Russian. Well, that, okay. But, uh, that's good codes. That's good. Probably security for your code because then a lot of people can't understand your code. But, uh, that's interesting because yeah, on mine, when I'm delivering topics, uh, like if it's, if, if someone's presenting in another language, I don't, I don't, I, I mostly don't know what's going on. I can see and follow the code, but I'm going to miss a lot of concepts. So it's not quite as enjoyable. Maybe that's the same for chess. I don't know. Uh, I, yeah. I wonder, though. I mean, I, I think it probably... I, I was going to say that for chess, it depends on your level of understanding of the game, mm-hmm. which is obviously, in many ways, much more complicated than watching you know, football or basketball where you know a, a bunch of guys pass around a ball and eventually there's a clear goal that everyone determines very quickly, right? self-explanatory and I think chess loses a lot in translation during the middle aspects of the game I wonder if you know the tools we have like people highlight squares and draw lines about their plans I wonder if that sometimes helps a little bit but I I would bet that I would bet that for many it is it is it is uh, difficult but I think that it depends on their enjoyment probably in the other aspects of the show itself you know the person they're watching and maybe the chat is interesting to them and um Sometimes the chats really intermingle in regards to mm. uh, being, you know, just different languages being spoken in the chat, and that's sometimes interesting. But you know, well, um, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Speaking of interesting, I actually wanted to share a little bit of my morning. I know I started this show by making it, you know, saying that clearly your, you know, ten mile journey, as you told me before we started recording around Madrid, obviously going to beat anything I've done before, you know, seven a.m. Okay, I get it. Do you want to get the judgments out now, or you want me to keep going? No, I wanted, to, I, I wanted, I wanted to let it linger and kind of let okay. you think about how, like, what was I. Just let me keep I... digging that hole a lot, like my wife. Just mm-hmm. keep looking at me as I'm talking, and just let the hole get well, deeper. I, I also kind of think like, okay, what, what, how? I, I kind of also think, what is Danny's morning? And I'm like, did he get up right. at like six a.m.? Did he have to deal with his kids? Has he had his coffee yet? So and exactly. Like. Where is his mind at 7 a.m.? Because I know where my mind is at at 7 a.m. It's like, I want to go back to bed. But then yeah. I'm arriving at Microsoft, and I'm like, ugh. So, yeah. so hit me. I'm ready. I am. Okay. So today was not an everyday type of morning, and I think that's why I wanted to share it. I think um, my, my morning routine, routine regularly during the school year, school's out, right? So the kids got out of school uh, right before Memorial Day, you know, kind of the last day. So we've just finished the holiday weekend. And so it's... It's a little bit different in that I don't have to get up, help the kids pack lunches, get them out the door, and I usually hit up CrossFit and whatever. So, but this morning, I've really been trying to not like roll out of bed in anxiety, and that's kind of what I wanted to share if we had time, if we have time. So why why were you rolling out of bed with anxiety? Well, I think a lot of times I just like in the morning I wake up and I start thinking about everything I have to do. Mm, you know. Okay, got it. You're like on um, immediately. It's like go. Yeah, it's like you're on, right? And immediately you're already thinking about, um, 
you know, whether it's, you know, if you make the mistake of checking your phone and looking at your inbox or, you know, which is a mistake, I strongly believe that, um, before you've had time to sort of center yourself and ground yourself. And so I, I started thinking like, I really don't want to wake up in stress. Like, let me, let me just roll out of bed. It was five, it was like five fifteen. I just couldn't sleep. So I rolled over and kind of looked at Shauna. She was just out, right? Just like, you know, not even, not even close to being awake. So I decided just to get up. I grabbed my computer, walked out with the full intent of just hitting the coffee and diving into work, right? But then I was like, you know what? No. So I actually sat down and I did a little bit of meditating. I haven't done that in a while, okay? I read, I read this book. Have you ever read the book 10% Happier? It's by the guy, uh, Dan, uh, Dan Harris. Dan Harris, he... Um, it's uh, it's interesting because I just saw a commercial for them. His his app and his his sort of general mission in life has moved from. He was a star of ABC. He was an anchor on ABC and a whole bunch of different shows, and he's kind of well known in the media world. But now he's transitioned into this whole movement about meditation, and he talks and all the scientific benefits of like taking the time to calm your brain and recognizing you know why you want to clear your mind to allow for creative thought and allow for. You know, just so that you don't live in that grind. And I actually, so I, I took the time to meditate. I haven't done it in a while, even though I was really into meditating for, for a small period after I read his book. I'll give a link here to 10% Happier. Maybe we should give people a link to our Amazon affiliate, 10% Happier. Mm-hmm. But Got in fact, yeah, up, if you go, I, ju- I just Googled it to make sure I was right about his last name being Dan Harris. And I, I was right. And he has a whole website, 10% Happier. Anyway, you'll see commercials for him now on YouTube and different stuff, but he's all about like meditating in like a modern sense where people don't get frustrated or lose themselves to the thought that it has to be for hours at a time and you're trying to like, you know, levitate and transcend humanity. It's just about, not to say that those things aren't really cool, but it's just about recognizing the benefit of calming yourself. So I, so I did that and then I took my time and I went and I made the coffee and whatever. And then I opened up this... Um, uh, this month's blue bottle, this or this week's blue bottle. Okay, it's from Honduras. Uh, mm. El El Cileto uh, Jabnil uh, Ciceras, I think. Okay, Jabnil. Okay, so I read this. I read this whole passage that describes it. You know, they have these these amazing um, passages, right? Yep. And the end of it said, "I have to read this." In the end, in the end of it, it said. Um, Okay, after a lot of stuff I'm not going to do, but it basically says in the context of Santa Barbara's extreme weather, where microclimates occur with each subtle shift in topography, the trees transform climate stress into sugar-laden fruit. Sometimes it turns out in life, stress is not always a bad thing. Surely this Mm. layered and uh, aromatic, aromatic coffee is proof. So I was like, oh my God, stress is not always a bad thing. Enjoy the bleep out of your coffee, bro. That's what I told myself after I meditated. So I just wanted to share that whole experience this morning. Well, I like it. it's like a it's a it's a it's kind of almost like you have like a little small little roller coaster of relaxation kind of coming up and then kind of kind of hitting you again like it's like a burst of wind that's just like mm, it's okay sometimes that Danny you can be stressed out but but also maybe sometimes relax that's what I want yeah, you yeah, to do. Yeah yeah and maybe get on the dance floor and just let it loose next right. week. Well, everyone has a rough week and occasionally they have to dance it out. But, uh, you know, I just I'm really trying to do that so I can maintain my this is really all about my selfish desire to maintain my addiction to coffee. Because the moment I hit coffee and I'm like going in the day, bouncing to work and whatever, CrossFit, great. Woo. Right. Run, 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 run. Go, go, go. And then go home. Do the kids. Go to baseball. Practice. Go to bed. Oops. Do it again. Right. Groundhog Day. 
there's a part of life that in some days for me feels that way with with the nonstop stimulation. I mean, last night we we were at a baseball game till 9:30. And it's just mm. so maybe I'm just sharing a little bit of my own kind of journey to like I feel like it is a constant thing for me to like find that sort of thing. So I was proud of myself that I took the time to to get a little bit of that meditation in and then I felt like the the coffee, which by the way, don't you love the blue bottle little things they give? I mean, I feel like I'm connecting with people every time I read my little my little description about where this coffee came from. I feel like I went on a little journey. You know, you go to a little journey to wherever that coffee is from. You yeah. learn about the culture. You're like immersed in the scent. It's almost like uh, soaring over California, but soaring right. into Blue Bottle Coffee. That's how I feel. That's a great ride, soaring into Blue Bottle. And you just <laughs> you travel around to all of these different coffee plantation locations. Uh. On the planet, yeah, around, and you like, yeah. Oh man, I would. How much money would you pay for that? Like seriously, about five billion dollars, right? <laughs> like if it was like a global, a global coffee journey. Oh, it's good for uh, Epicot, 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 yeah. Epicat, Ep- Epicot, Epicot. I call Ep- it Epicot. Ape, 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 apicot, apicot, apicot. The big orb, the orb. It is a big orb. Anyway, okay. well. This has been fun. This has been fun. Well, I hope that you have a great trip all over Arizona. You know what that Arizona. sounded like right there? Um, you know what was great? What? That was like the end of an awkward date where <laughs> the person you're dating goes like this, goes, well, this has been fun. And in this that is, tone, uh, they say a million things. We're not going to do this again. I'm not <laughs> going to call you. And well, this has been fun, right? And then no, you that slowly. Was me, that was me bringing an awkward closure to the podcast. You slowly open the car door and walk out, and then as you as you turn around to say bye, they are they're already pulling away. Yeah, and so you knew the feeling <laughs> was mutual, and uh, you feel a little relieved. But uh, anyway, well, love you, buddy. Safe trip when you come home. Yeah, next week I'll be home. I'll be recording from home next week. I'm real excited uh, to get back to the the sea cattle, um, and and then I'm excited to. Go right over to Arizona, like literally five days later. So uh, I'm excited to see you in, in a little bit, but we'll talk before then. So have a great adventure. Say hi to the family and drink a cup of coffee for me. Will, babe. See ya.